Welcome to the Avengers Podcast, where we assemble weekly to binge the MCU and all things nerd, old and new. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Avengers Podcast. That is one word, ladies and gentlemen, A-B-I-N-G-E-R-S Podcast. Give us a like, a comment, and let us know what you think of the show. But I'm just one of your hosts. I can't do it alone. Emmy, how are you doing? Fantastic. Nice. We have a special guest. Keith, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm ready for the Avengers QB, the old Avengers quarterback. The Avengers quarterback. The old Minge. Oh, the old Minge quarterback. God, it's getting worse. This is Quick Binge. The qualified beneficiary, uh, right? Yep, yep. Well, we'll talk about it later. Um, that was a conversation for you and I to have about, <laughs> you know. Anyway, we're going to get to Quick Binge. <laughs> this is Quick Binge. Avengers Quick Binge. It's a little bite-sized nugget of the Avengers podcast. And we review little different things because we're in the middle of Secret Invasion. We're having a great time. You like Marvel Studios? Check us out over there. But there's so many good movies out this summer. I can't. This is, it's phenomenal. Asteroid City. So many good summer movies. There really is. Smorgasbord. Just mm-hmm. it's so many. Smorgasbord. So like Ordorf. Ordorf. Guys. We are reviewing Asteroid City. If you have not watched the new Wes Anderson movie, Asteroid City, please don't listen any further. We are going to spoil it. So this is your warning. If you have not watched the movie, you want to watch the movie, we're not doing a non-spoiler take. We're going to jump right in to the meat and potatoes or the the, the rockets in the... I, I feel like I'm already saying too much. Don't listen any further. Asteroid City. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, we're spoiling it now. Okay. Amy, don't look to the side. This is us. We got this. I, yeah. Sorry. I was, I, was, I was making sure because there was a cat walking up to me and I made sure that it was cat, not, you know. <laughs> Human. D word. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Guys, Asteroid City. I'm going to save Keith for last because I don't want to be influenced by Keith because Keith is our resident West Anderson. He's our aficionado. He knows so much about this guy. I have never watched a Wes Anderson movie. Have you, Emmy? I haven't seen one since uh, the Royal Tenenbaums or... Uh, uh, the one before that was uh, The Life Aquatic. Okay. Mm. Well, I will start because I feel like I'm the most, um, the, the biggest Wes Anderson virgin of, of the three of us. Um, he hasn't even come close to touching me. Um, and so now he has. <laughs> he has held me and caressed me for an hour and 45 minutes. Um, and I will just say this. I wish I could see this a second time. It is so quirky. It is so interesting. I felt like sometimes I was missing things. I felt like sometimes I was like, oh, I need to watch that again. What just happened? I also think I was just so mesmerized by the style. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. He's very unique. All the characters are looking dead into the center of the camera, and they're talking in a very deadpan voice. Uh, There's not much inflection in this entire movie. Um Yet I was captivated the entire hour and 45 minutes. I was interested the entire hour and 45 minutes. There's also a story on top of a story, which kind of threw me a little bit, you know, but then it kind of also made sense. This is where I want a second showing because I feel like a lot more pieces are going to be. I'm one of those people, you get me sitting down in a movie and if I'm very captivated by something, I'm, ooh, pretty. That's kind of how I am. <laughs> and I think I was doing ooh, pretty a lot. But also, there were some really hilarious one-liners. I mean, Steve Carell delivers, you know, your children. 
they're weird, right? Or something like that. I can't remember what he says. Um, you know, there's just so many little different moments that are so dry that I was laughing, genuinely laughing in the theater, but it wasn't like a ha ha ha. It was just more like a, <laughs> like I was, I mean, it was funny and I was still hooked on so much dialogue. And, um, I, I just think the cast, when I saw the cast, that's what drew me in initially. I was like, that's a huge amount of people that I like to watch on in movies. And I was also kind of afraid too. How is this going to not feel bloated, overwhelming? There's too many people. Never felt that way. It felt very just like everyone played their part and they played it really well. And it was never too much or too little depending on the person. It was just right. Uh, and I like that. Once again, there's so much meaning behind this, I think. Or maybe there's not at all. <laughs> and that's what I want to continue to watch. And maybe that's the whole theme of this movie. I don't know. Um, it kind of drove me up the wall a little bit. But that's why I want to watch it again. I feel like a second watch, it would all make sense or maybe none of it will. And I like that. I, I something that captivates my attention. I'm very interested to watch more Wes Anderson movies. But I don't think I'll watch another one before I go to see this one again. And I might see it in theaters again. Um, so yeah, I liked it. I really, really did. I was captivated and I can see why people are Wes Anderson fans. There was enough here that just kept me hooked the entire time. Um, but so many questions as well that made me want to see it again and again. Um, yeah, anyway, that's me. What Wes Anderson rookie here, uh, two thumbs up. Very, very compelling story. Emmy, you're the, you're next, my friend. What did you think of Asteroid City? All right. First of all, I have to say that I did start it out in 1.5 speed and had to back up and not do that. <laughs> because it's not the vibe for this movie. Right. <laughs> Very yeah. quickly, I figured out that that was not not the vibe. Um, I feel like Wes Anderson movies are very Ember's New Clothes-esque. Like, it's like the people who get them, do they get them? I don't know. <laughs> I en I enjoyed the movie, but also was left being like, the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> I I I really liked the look at of it. Um like the the whole asteroid city thing was very it looked cheap on purpose almost. And I enjoyed that aspect of it. Um it seemed like it had that quick humor of like the the um Gilmore Girls, like that, just like fast talking, like quickness of the Gilmore Girls, and I really yeah. liked the continuous camera movements. Like it didn't like cut away at all. It was just like all one swift move. Um, did I did I get what the movie was trying to say to me? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I don't know what I watched. Had a great time. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really great review, and I love that so much, Jimmy. Keith, you actually pinged us because I was running late for the, the <laughs> recording tonight. And you said, hey, this movie's pretty heavy, man. If you want to talk another time or we can do this, you know. Um, and I was like, no, no, no. This is a good night to record. I'm like, this movie's heavy. I need to know what Keith <laughs> took out of this film. And I'm happy because I'm seeing Emmy shake her head yes, up and down. And I'm like, okay. I wasn't alone reading that. Keith, Wes Anderson, give me a lot of what you think. And at the end, I really do want you to explain why was this movie so heavy? 
Okay, I'm going to try and make this as concise as possible because I know this is a QB. All right, this is a quick bitch. I understand. This is a bitch. can be quite verbose, and this movie throws a lot of information at you, much like I'm going to do right now. Okay. It all started when Wes Anderson was born. And, no. Uh, oh. I want to give you- <laughs> Oh, man. So if you're listening quick- to this podcast, we just edited all that out, and we're making Keith start again. <laughs> So Keith, so start I, I, start over. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you a quick. I want to tell you a quick rundown of who Wes Anderson is, really quickly. I promise. Yeah. Because his life is a lot like like it sounds like his own life would be a Wes Anderson movie. Um. So <laughs> his mother Ed was a realtor and archaeologist, and his dad worked in advertising. His parents divorced when he was eight. He had two older brothers that became an accomplished physician and a writer and painter. Uh, they ma- he made silent films with his father's old camera. He worked as a projectionist. He married. He majored in philosophy at the University of Texas, and his roommate there was Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson and him wrote three movies together, and Owen has starred in all but three of Wes Anderson's movies. Um, wow! This movie, instead of Wilson being co-writer or involved at all, he co-wrote it with Roman Coppola which is the son of the guy who created the Godfather trilogy and Apocalypse Now. Uh, and Francis he's been making Ford? movies with him for a while. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. yeah. Um, this movie in particular is my favorite of his uh, entire filmography. Not at the moment. Uh, the way I look at it is I won't rule it out one day because a combination of repeated viewings and my ever evolving relationship with my own mortality, it might change. <laughs> <laughs> in this movie, uh, he constantly focuses on loneliness, on loss, and on a overcomplication of searching for meaning in life. Um, but all of his movies revolve around a common theme of, of both loss and, and loneliness, but also um, the impermanence of things. And not recognizing and being aware of the impermanence of life around you and that sometimes life just carries on and you're supposed to carry on with it Um, because everything's impermanent that if you don't recognize that you might miss the meaning um, of life, not of this movie, but yeah, (laughs) or both. Um, but yeah, he. I thought uh, you were calling that, us out like shit. I was, no, damn, no, damn no, Keith. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. I see. But no, it, he he basically tells you that uh, you know, as kooky and as as uh, they almost look like moving storybooks, moving picture picture books for adults, um, is what his, his how his movies gets just get described all the time. But they're not for everybody. But my God, uh, the people who love them love them, um, and they usually are very deeply layered with. Uh, with philosophy and to fi- go figure he was a philosophy major so it does make sense that is so intriguing because as soon as we got out uh, or got up from the the theater and we were walking out renee was like yeah so nothing really ma- nothing really matters just you know like that's kind of what she was saying you know and yeah. i think in a way that that is a very true takeaway for this movie you know and that was kind of mine was you know, is there even a meaning or is there not, you know, why even put so much stock into the reason I say that is because of, you know, well, it's all going to be taken away anyway. So what's really the point, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I walked away with. And I'm like, but is that the, what he's trying to say? Or is that what I took away? And is that really a meaning or is there no meaning? And that's the, the beauty of him saying, Hey, there's really, there was so much in my brain that was like, fucking with me i mean just really like and that's when i was i need to see this movie again i 
I, it's funny because we were going to record, I am just the worst person. We were going to record yesterday and then had some life events happen. And so we were recording tonight and I only had a chance to see this. And I promise you, if we were recording tomorrow or the next day, I would have probably snuck in and saw this again, just because there's so much there. I'm like, Oh, I know. And I think it's like watching an Avengers movie. I'm like, Ooh, pretty <laughs> lights. But then the next time I'm like, Oh, there's a lot of dialogue here that's hidden. You know, and don't get me wrong, yeah. I'm not trying to compare Wes Anderson to an Avengers movie, but I really do want to watch this because it feels very layered. And now I want to go into it with that lens, Keith, that you provided, because I think especially the grief part, you know, um, that is everywhere. I mean, everywhere in this movie. Mm-hmm. And what a remarkable takeaway. And I would love to sit there with that lens and watch it again. Yeah. I can send you a link if you want to go see it again. No, I don't. I want to go to the movie theater, Emmy. I like the movies. It's it's funny the amount of his, like, I I love having been, like, I'm glad that Emmy has seen some of the earlier stuff too. When you said Royal Tenenbaums, I'm like, that is still to my, to this day, my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Mm -hmm. Um, It, they the character work in that seems much more personal and there's so like that's first his first big example of like being really good with big ensemble casts mm-hmm. um and everybody gets good focus in that movie i would highly recommend that one i also recommend isle of dogs uh fantastic mr fox uh steve zizu uh and the darjeeling limited uh are four others i don't know how many did i just say I think <laughs> um, that i would highly say recommend yeah um, but he, um, he, he, it's funny to see, have seen them all and see him go from a guy who just wants to tell stories. He wants to be a storyteller and then making storytelling his life. And then seeing after his giant, like critical hits and like award-winning hits, like the grand Buda- Budapest hotel was a huge one. Um, seeing his movies since he's now turning into a more meta creative writer and his story, his stories now are about storytelling. So he goes from wanting to be a storyteller to be to writing stories about storytelling. And it's just like this weird, like parabola. What is he? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, it's, it's interesting. And then, yeah, the only other thing I was going to say about um, the plot of this thing is that there's so many little red herrings. Like we're, we're used to seeing movies where you, if you see the trailer, you probably know what it's going to be about mm-hmm. at least a gist. Right. You see the trailer for this, you see a clip of uh, of him telling his kids uh, that their mother passed away. Like, do you think that's the movie's plot? Nope. Mm-hmm. You think that maybe his relationship with Tom Hanks' character being the, the you know, the the father of his, his dearly departed wife, if that's going to be the plot. Nope, that's not the plot. Um, the, you see the the boy being shy and not not getting along with the friends right away, and you think, oh, he's going to have to break through. Nope, that's not the plot. It's not. It's all these little red herrings that throw you off, and it's like, oh no, it's about something entirely different. That um, is and it's hard to find. <laughs> that is amazing. It's interesting that you say that though, because I watched the first probably like fifteen minutes of the movie and was like, I don't understand where the fuck this is going or what's happening or what this movie is supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. And so I went back, watched the trailer. And then continued on with the movie. And I do think that watching the trailer did help a little bit. Really? Ooh, Can I, I give you a bit of restless restlessness was was kind of dispelled a little bit? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was still it was it was still like I said, I don't know what I just watched. <laughs> well, before we go on any further into this uh this quapinch. Uh, I like it. I think it sounds cool. Oh, nice. Can we make it stick? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Emmy, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I 
know you're going to ask Keith and I. Keith, have you checked Rotten Tomatoes for this movie? No. Okay. I have not. I'll, we always guess critics here, so I am going to guess 85%. I'm going to say an 85%. This does feel like critics would eat this up. But also, it also feels like some of those Wes Anderson movie, uh, those Wes Anderson fans would be like, "Yeah, but it's not this," and then maybe they would knock yeah. it down a peg. So I'm gonna go with a safe eighty-five. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess a little lower, only because I think it's it's been out for what a week, maybe a couple days. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say eighty right on the dot. Eighty right on the dot. Emmy, what do we have? Critics gave it an 73. Oh, okay. I was 12 off. Son of a gun. So you need, they need those multiple viewings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I do too. Must be. Um, audiences gave it a 62%. Wow. Okay. A lot of people just yeah. really harsh on it. I can definitely see him being a love it or leave it type of mm-hmm. filmmaker. I, I'm yeah. I, I I don't know I'm intrigued that's all I can say it, it, it there's definitely scenes that I was sitting through going okay this is going to put some people off like whether it be like the 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 you, you can't wake up if you don't go to sleep scene where everybody's chanting that at the during the, yeah. the actors meeting I was like yeah this is going to really deter people from liking this. Yeah. that's at that point I said what the fuck yeah I <laughs> what, did too. what am I watching I was like they're trying to tell me something but I have no idea what they're not, fucking doing I'm either yeah. not smart enough to figure it out or it's the emperor's new clothes and it doesn't mean anything <laughs> a bit of both yeah there, um, there's sorry go ahead well I was just gonna say just to finish out our scores IMDB gave it a 7.1 and 70% of Google users like this movie. All right. All right. What were you going to say? Um, I was going to say there's two quotes that I did get down um, that I think one of them kind of shares the overall meaning of the movie. The other one to me kind of specifies why Wes Anderson made it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like kind of his perspective on the movie. Um or in life in general. But mm-hmm. there's this one conversation the actor playing Augie um walks off during the big chaotic uh climax where they're <laughs> everybody's going nuts in asteroid city he just walks off he doesn't understand the play and he's getting really frustrated he walks out to the director and he says i feel like my heart is breaking every night the director says good so do i just keep doing it yes without knowing anything yes i still don't understand the play it doesn't matter you just keep telling the story and i think that to me is the most like blatant way that the the theme of the movie can be described and and the the meaning of life kind of search um, because no one can know in a lot of uh, like, I I think a lot of people can agree with that, that no one can know what the meaning of life is. It's a really, really loaded question. 42. Oh, that's that. Yes. That's that's a good theory. (laughs) Amy, you always come in and save the day with that answer. I appreciate it. A lot of people almost would have an existential crisis and you're like, no, 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 it's 42. We're good. 42. People can rest easy now. my pulse slowed. There it is. It's yeah. perfect. To 42. <laughs> but um, I mean, there is the fact that we don't know the question. So that's an issue. Oh, yeah. Son <laughs> yeah, of a damn man. it. Yeah. Never mind. Back <laughs> to square one. Um, the other quote uh, to me that I kind of, I might be stretching. This might be a big old stretch. But uh, as far as Wes Anderson's thoughts on why he made this, um, they're talking to the one son, the one kid who is always 
having people dare him to do things and then calls um, it an experiment, which listen, is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> favorite. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with him? I love, too, though, that moment between his father and him and, like, that yes! realization, too, where he's like, he he reflects. I mean, he has a moment of deep reflection on why he does the things he does. And I, please, I'm paraphrasing here, but I don't want to be invisible. I want to be seen, essentially. I, I want to, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, my God. It made me love this character even more. His quirkiness was always funny, especially when, you yeah. know, you'd see his dad tackle him and say, I'm going to break your neck or I'm going to choke <laughs> you out. I can't remember. I think it was choke you out. And, uh, and then we see him. Because to me, that is always something I've sought for in life myself is, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? Well, like why not just with a job or with a relationship, but just in general, like if I am struggling, especially like after an argument or struggling after a decision is made or something, or even after a conversation that's so simple, but then why didn't I say Mm. what I said there? And how can I be better next time? I constantly... You know, and I I look inward a lot. And it's not like a bad, oh, you're terrible, Brandon. It's more so, how can I be better than the version I was yesterday? Yeah. And to hear that moment with this character, a light bulb went off for me quite a bit right there. And I was like, I've never seen that represented in film. As crazy as that sounds. Not in that way, I guess, is a better way to say it. And I was just blown away. In that scene, the father looks directly into the lens and he says, what's the cause? What's the meaning? Um, why do you always have to be dared to do something? Uh, and he does say, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's I'm afraid. Otherwise, no one will notice my existence in the universe. And then they have a long pause and his dad and Steve Carell, who just happens to be there during this. Very Steve Carell's an MVP <laughs> of this movie, by the way. I yeah. freaking love how like anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah. And his, his go-to reaction to everybody's like problems with the motel. He's just like, Oh, I understand completely or whatever. <laughs> he's just constantly <laughs> saying, Oh, I understand. Um, but he's, he says, what do you want? What do you want us to dare you to what dare you to what climb that cactus over there? Oh, please, please don't do that. No, <laughs> that was just snaps right back <laughs> into the light, fluffy ridiculousness of these deadpan reactions and stuff like that's There's a lot, there's a lot funnier Wes Anderson movies out there. I think but I would want to hold back my full feeling on that until seeing it again. I do do think this one will grow on me, um, but it's so meta. It's so much more meta than a lot of his stuff, but it do, they do all have that incredibly charming, like, it's like you're looking at dioramas of, I say that already, of each character, yeah. like little, every detail, their, their outfits blend in with their surroundings. You're given a pause on each character's, like, there's it's just there's so much packed into every frame and it's all deliberate uh, and it feels that way so it's all it's a lot to to take in that's wonderful i feel like it's it's also the dialogue a lot of times is very awkward and i think that mm. might turn me off just a little bit but just like it's just the awkwardness of human connection and how weird it is sometimes to try to talk to another human mm. It's funny because one of my favorite movies that is not like anything like this movie, but Meet the Parents with Ben Stiller and mm-hmm. Robert Downey. Jr. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Shit, Robert De Niro. <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr. was Robert in that Downey movie Nero. Too. Yeah, um, <laughs> but 
I love that movie because of the the awkwardness. I love that movie because Ben oh. Stiller is just constantly trying, and yeah. it's you, we've all had these moments. Or if you haven't, congrats. But those moments of trying to one make an impression uh, for someone new, uh, to you know just kind of develop a new relationship, and where does that go, and where does it start, and. Yeah. To me, living in that awkwardness, like I just sent Emmy and Clinton a cringe video the other day. I don't know why, but like cringe, it's it's fascinating to me. It is so fascinating. Emmy just realized what I was talking about. It is. Yeah, it no, is, it was awful. <laughs> it was. It, it hurt my soul to watch it. Yeah, I, I don't. This video now. Oh, I'll send it to you, Keith. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you're gonna regret it. But like, and yeah. I'm tying it with a whole bunch of different things. However, the the. The just the awkward, like Scarlett Johansson completely being passed down the tub. I was like, she's not dead, you know. <laughs> I, I as soon as like, and then she starts talking. I'm like, I love this so fucking much. Yeah. And then like, oh, even yeah. him questioning, he's like, are you are you dead? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, are you a ghost or something? It's it's yeah. so good. It's so yeah. It's it's captivating. That's the best way I can put this movie. And this in this filmmaker, what? I'm looking. I'm going to watch the Royal Tannenbaums probably tonight. Yes, honestly, just because I want to watch it. more. Do it. Yeah, you'll you'll enjoy yourself. That's a goodie. <laughs> what's the What's the movie that? Uh, uh, oh, Paul Rudd and Jason Segal and I love uh, you, man. The sla- I yes, you. yes. Yeah. I slap it a base. Slap that a movie. Base, Listen, that movie is great. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. Yes. I cannot watch that movie because it's so fucking awkward. Oh, I love that, it, that movie. It, it makes me want to crawl out of my skin. Really? I, I get, I get that it's a good movie. Yeah. But I, this is, this is, I feel like similar vein. Like I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that I want to watch this movie again just because of how That's awkward fair. <laughs> it was. Katie's the same way when it comes to, um, or one of our favorite shows and we're watching it right now to the i think it's the last episode we might be on after we record this uh the office um the office is made yes. <laughs> meet the parents <laughs> and i love you man on dvd special edition um we were watching the office and re-watching it now uh she still can't watch some of the most awkward scenes she's just yeah. like i hate it i hate it i hate it she I, looks away i'm like they made their bread and butter with this awkwardness That's i the love whole point the office of the show. i will yeah. say though after pam and jim got together i was like okay i'm good like it's I, a lot less yeah yeah i swear the whole four seasons five seasons i was like please get together please get together as soon as they got together i was like all right that was the ending for me i, I know they went on yeah. and i ended up watching the finale this uh the series finale but yeah. still oh. after that i i and it was beautiful Bald. it was such a beautiful episode uh but still like i had my that was that was the story i was following the whole way through and steve carell and and uh, uh, Rain was com- they were completely amazing. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I the, the, I bawled the. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> the finale. We're both too polite. I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> this reminds me of the first time we ever recorded. I mean, this is weird. I know. It's so awkward, Emmy. It's so awkward. I oh God, no! Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the line when Andy says in the finale, he mm. says, "Uh, man." You're going to tear up. I'm going to tear up just thinking about it. (laughs) I'm about to go watch it. So no spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. I've seen it. Oh, okay. I was like. (laughs) (laughs) But he says something like, man, I wish that I knew the good old times when I was in them or Mm -hmm. something. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's, oh, God. I listen, tearing up right now, just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to lighten the mood. 
one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when he's talking to his kids about the things his mom would say to try and comfort him. And he's like, another thing that she said that was incorrect was time heals all wounds. No, maybe a Band-Aid. But the concept of time is completely distorted, though, because I don't think any except for Woodrow understands what even 15 minutes means. And that his one daughter's like, 15 minutes means 6,200 hours. And he's like, exactly. exactly. Oh, when he says exactly. <laughs> I want to say his three daughters probably i could watch a whole movie on just those three little girls they were hysterical every scene they were in delivered they were so i don't know how these three little girls are the most deadpan comedians i've ever watched in my entire <laughs> life but they all three were and the yeah. and the witches and the fangs and the like just yeah. so I don't know. We're not not princesses. I'm a vampire. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And by the end, one of them's an alien. One of them's an alien. Inspired. And just the fact that in Tom Hanks, the way he bounces off of them as well, like when he comes in, it's just more. And like, yeah, no, okay, of course you are. And like, he just kind of like, he just keeps (laughs) going. Because he's like, it's not worth this fight that's going to, it's not worth anything. Let them be. And, and, and almost another weird let let it be and it was fun and and yeah time keeps going and things keep moving yeah. with or without you mm-hmm. and it's oh god it's it's terrifying and thrilling all at the <laughs> same time and uh that's that's really a I like this movie. God, I, I the more I talk about it, and especially your insight, Keith, that is helping me process it a lot better. So thank you, sir. Um I'm really really I've enjoyed this this movie quite a bit. I think as far as his movies goes, if you're looking for something that's in the same vein, obviously it's by the same guy, but um, that's a lot more laugh out loud humor. Um, I think Royal Tenenbaums is going to tickle you a lot more than this one. This one asks a lot more questions than Royal Tenenbaums does. Um, and Isle of Dogs, you would also enjoy, I think. I, I know. By, it's got like Brian Cranston, Jeff Goldblum, Bill Murray. Uh, Willem Dafoe, like all as these voices of this pack of dogs on this junkyard island. It's so fucking good. That's awesome. Yeah, I will watch both. I'm going to look to see where they're streaming and I'm going to watch both. Uh, that sounds well. If you can't find them streaming, I'll send you a link. Emmy? I know where they're streaming. I understand oh. your. I support creators, you jerk. So. Now, I now support Brandon. creators too. Those <laughs> streaming websites do not. Mm. That's, That's a, why we have a wide, a, a wider strike. Uh, speaking of meta, that was uh, that was <laughs> yeah. Well it, what you got, Keith? Brandon, you said that it was a lot of um, like you felt little laughters, but nothing like bust a gut funny. But what about the scene where the little kid Dwight sings his song about the alien? Oh my god! Because I pissed myself in the aisle or in the in my seat with a very quiet theater, and this kid comes up out from under the table and starts singing this like old like cowboy I, hymn. I swear, <laughs> if cowboy I hymn. if I didn't, what a fantastic way to describe it! It is a cowboy hymn, a hundred percent. I will tell you, if I didn't grow up in the South, maybe it'd be funnier. Um, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched Fair. that thinking, oh, this could be any church five minutes from my house. Um, and I and I watched it. But at the very end, when they stopped, I literally goes, I, I literally laughed. I did the same thing. I just bust out laughing real quick, probably three seconds. And that was it. 
Just like, oh my God, what did I just watch? And it was yeah. after it was all done. You know, I was probably smiling through all, the whole thing though. Cause I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. But then, yeah. And Cause that movie, the whole time I'm still, I think I was also searching for the meaning the entire time. So I was, I was reading the lyrics really carefully. I think I was analyzing everything yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah, that, I probably ruined it for myself a little bit, but yeah. And also come down to Tennessee. You, you, you ain't seen nothing yet. So <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy hymnal. <laughs> it's there. It is. Tell me, we haven't heard a cowboy hymn or two. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. There you go. Um, <laughs> I I have to bring up um who I think might be one of the MVPs of the movie, and this is a, probably just a personal thing for me. Um, Matt Dillion, mm-hmm. Dylan <laughs> does yeah. not get enough credit. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Yeah. So Period. as the hapless, clueless mechanic. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's yes. So that a hundred percent. But also just like he so I've I've mentioned before, um, eighth grade used to read the outsiders. Now it's rising seventh mm-hmm. grade. If they go to summer school, they read the outsiders. And he played Dolly Winston in the Outsiders. And like my kids will be like, oh, soda pop is so fine. And that's <laughs> Rob Lowe. And I'm like, bull. And they're like, oh, uh, whatever uh, Tom Cruise's character. They're like, oh, he's so cute. And like, and I'm like, bleh. But like, Dally Winston is fine as hell. Matt Dillon is fine as hell. Still fine as hell. To this day. Period. On point. So you're saying even after you saw the movie, you would let him fix your car? Yeah, please. Oh, I believe that. No. I have some issues with my undercarriage. Wow. That, that you might was... have a 75 cent part just for you. Yes. Yes, please. Well, I want to give another MVP. And Keith, I'm curious your MVP after this. I sure. loved Jace, Jason Schwartzman in this movie. One, Phantom Planet. Uh, if you don't know, he was in Phantom Planet. It's a music. It's a band that I was a big fan of back in the day, um, and I always, every, as soon as I see him, I never see anything except oh, that's the dude that was in Phantom P- Planet. Great, great band. If you don't know, uh, they sung the song California. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, so here we come. Yep, that's it. That, that one. Okay, that's okay, it. okay. Um, Jason Schwartzman. Nice. Uh, to me. He's an easy choice, I get, but I also, I felt as weird as it sounds when he was talking and delivering things, I could almost see the pain behind his eyes and, Mm -hmm. and that's where the grief and that's where the, the pain and that's where he's, you know, he's pushing through for his family and even like, yeah, I was going to abandon you, but not permanently. You know, but like he's very also <laughs> raw and honest with himself and with his family. And yeah. like, I forget. Liar, you. liar. Like, you can't not tell the truth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I really, really enjoyed that. And I love the fact that his son goes, I forgive you for having the thought. Like, it was just mm. something so beautiful Wait. in that moment. And also, mm-hmm. Schwartzman with his delivery and with his, I don't know. I was just, I I was really, really impressed how much I felt when he was on screen and he was on screen quite a bit. 
Uh, I mean, there was a lot of funny guys that appeared in it. Uh, oh, Steve yeah. Carell, I thought was absolutely hilarious. Uh, I can't. Oh, forgive me. I don't. I think it was uh, Jeffrey Wright. He played this uh, yes, this military general. general. He was hysterical, <laughs> and he's like, "Message from the president, sir." And he's like, "He's furious," and he just throws it like <laughs> toss uh, fucking gold. I busted. That was probably the most I busted out laughing the entire movie. It was when he read that he's yeah. furious because he read all these long things from the president, and then he was like, "He's furious." Like, yeah. <laughs> like I could just see it saying, "I'm furious" on it, and he just read it and just uh, anyway. Yeah. Good stuff. There's a lot. Of Jeffrey Wright, Steve Carell. They were a lot of comedy for me. The three little girls, absolutely hysterical. Yes. Yes. Cannot say enough amazing things about how funny they were and their faces. They almost looked like they belonged on Napoleon Dynamite. Like they could just be out yes. and like just yeah. the, the way yeah. they were acting. I felt like you could put them in that <laughs> kind of movie and they would just continue to flourish. But overall, 100%. Jason Schwartzman, he 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 stole it for me. And uh, I I really haven't appreciated him much as an actor. And this really made me do so. I uh, another standout for me was the alien. <laughs> I a hundred percent. Did you catch that? No, it wasn't actually in the in the moment. But it, are you serious? Where he, it the, looked where like so real. It looked so real. It looked like that was Jeff. As soon as he walked on the first time, I was like, "That's Jeff Goldblum." Hundred percent. Gosh, Keith, now you've ruined it for me. Was that CG? That's crazy. Or claymation? Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Oh. It was actually. Yeah. Stop motion. Yeah. But he walks off the set and he walks past a guy in a makeup chair and it's Jeff Goldblum in the alien costume with the head it. in his lap. Loved it. And he just he's talking to like a, a makeup handler or whatever. And he says, um, he says, I don't I don't play him as the alien. I play him as a metaphor. That's my interpretation. And as Augie's walking by, he goes, Meta- metaphor for what? He said, I don't know yet. We, had, we don't pin it down. <laughs> so he doesn't <laughs> understand what he's doing at all. <laughs> That was hysterical. That's so, so Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it is. So Goldblum's why, probably in about five of Wes Anderson's movies, as well, uh, and Schwartzman's in about nine. Okay, he, he's played. He's since his second movie, he's been in almost every Wes Anderson movie as well. That's awesome. He's a big fan. I I I feel the alien though. Like he, it feels. <laughs> this is to me what I got from the movie is that the alien accidentally dropped the space rock and like, yeah. oopsie, it fell on Earth. And then he came down and he was tr- trying to get it all <laughs> sneaky like. And there's all these humans just watching him. He waved. And he's just, he's just like Drax almost. Like, if I move slow enough, no one will see me. Yeah, I was so happy that nothing happened in that moment and they just stared at him fly away does this little the, the the spaceship does this little twirl and then off to the side exactly the same way both, it, times. both times i was waiting i was like is he gonna go left the second time but no he went right both times and i was like okay so they, they didn't even change the animation it was the exact same yeah, both times exactly. i love that yeah. oh that was great keith was- who was your mvp um i mean i i definitely think that is one of these things that shows Scarlett Johansson's range because mm-hmm. she's not your she's not always a mainstream uh movie actor. She's incredible in something like Jojo Rabbit, the same way she's incredible. Oh in my god. Like this. One of my top she's 10 films. Good. Top 10 films <laughs> yeah. of all time, Jojo Rabbit, by the way. God. Jojo we... Rabbit was fantastic. Yeah. Um another another MVP for me is Liev Schreiber as the dad of the kid who does the dares. Yes. He is so good at <laughs> yes. playing a pissed off father. And then he, he's got the death ray and he's like, claw it from my dead hands. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's been in so many tiny comedy parts. He is really good comedy chops, but is usually 
in dramas and you see him in comp like he's in this movie called movie 43 which is absolutely ridiculous yeah. um made by a bunch of different comedy directors and writers but he plays a, a dad with naomi watts homeschooling their son who's now the, the star of that bear show uh that that uh, cooking show oh, that's, uh, about, oh, yeah that oh, kid uh, was no? like 19 uh, at the time i'm gonna tell you his name uh lip gallagher's who he plays on yes. yeah on shameless yeah. shameless and his name is uh something lip lip gallagher oh no Fuck. it's quick finn jimmy damn it sorry go ahead. minge go ahead go ahead <laughs> yeah she's i'll gonna, look it up because i can't think of it. it um but he's just he, Liam schreiber is just very good in tiny comedy roles and plays the dad in this so like he i wanted to see more of them but i also didn't want to get spoiled like with uh too much for yeah. those characters i love that everybody had their little parts to play in this very ridiculous what could have been a, a stage play jb ellen white i knew you were bursting to say it <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that i do a- follow him on instagram and he is as fun <laughs> on instagram as he is on on the band thanks for the update emmy we were all curious uh so the biggest thing i think you said there keith that i really really liked is because the little girls like they were so freaking funny to me steve carell was so freaking funny to me you know uh, jeffrey uh, jeffrey Wright, uh he was so freaking Mm -hmm. funny to me and I, Tilda but, swinton yeah tilda swinton what the heck (laughs) i i i thought she was great but i do think it was just the right amount because I was wanting more from all of them and I didn't yeah. get it. And I think that's almost a great thing. It's almost just like a, he, yeah. Because when you go back and you watch the scenes, you're like, this is it. I don't know. It's weird. Like a lot of times you get oversaturated, uh, mm-hmm. you get, oh, you know, you get too much of something. And then eventually the feeling of that newness wears off. I felt like there were several characters with that newness that I just, I never lost it. I was just like the whole time. Oh, I could watch another I mean, this movie's an hour and 45 minutes. Afterward, yeah. uh, it did not feel an hour and 45 minutes. It also felt like I could watch another, and I know Emmy probably disagrees from the look I just got, but it, I could honestly have watched another hour of it. I could have watched another act. I could have watched another several scenes with this. I could have seen, you know, how they go home and what happened. I don't know. I could have. I really, but the way they kept it compact, the way they kept it short to me was a yeah. really good touch and i like that um emmy did this movie feel long for you yeah the last like (laughs) 20 or so minutes were uh rough because i think i got to the point after about an hour hour 20 you got sleepy that's what it was yeah oh yeah well yeah i got sleepy i turned it off i uh yep the theater turned it off and said we'll finish the rest of it tomorrow (laughs) they they let you nap that's so nice i know let you sleep so oh sweet all under the same ticket so sweet of them okay. um so but cool. yeah so i went back and watched <laughs> the last uh 30 minutes the next day and it was just like i i think i got to a point where i was like okay i don't know what the fuck is happening in this movie i don't think i'm gonna end up knowing what the fuck is happening in this movie and so i gave the last 30 to 40 minutes less brain power 
Because I was like, I'm not going to understand. I it felt anyway. like I gave it more because I was like, this is where it's all going to make sense. And so I was oh, in yeah. overdrive, you know, because I was like, yeah, they're going to save it. This is the, it's going to be the last five, 10 minutes. There's going to be a conversation, especially like the one with Margot Robbie. I'm like, this is all going to make sense. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I and was going to say, Emmy, yeah. if, if you wanted a shorter movie, the reason movies get shorter is because they delete scenes. And when you delete a scene, you could move, lose the entire meeting just like uh, Augie's actor did. And he had to go talk to Margot Robbie to try and figure it out. You know, fair, fair point, fair point. I love that the meta point they made in this movie is accurate to Emmy right now here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is brilliant. So hard that it meted here. That is brilliant. That is fucking (laughs) brilliant. Guys, I think Emmy is going to, am I real right now? I don't think you are. I don't think any of this is real, but Hey, we appreciate you tuning in to Quick Binge. Uh, this is this real life. This Emmy still up for debate. Still up for debate. <laughs> uh, Keith, straight up no. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you for all your Wes Anderson knowledge. This has been. I know Emmy and I. If we reviewed this, probably would have been five minutes long. And we would. Yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> what I, the fuck was that? Cool. Bye. Yeah, I liked it though. <laughs> I liked it too, but it was a little long. Yeah. Well, I I didn't think it was long. Okay, bye. Um, but you <laughs> it's made the quickest binge you've ever had. It was a it was a quick binge for the ages. Uh, hey, our longest quick binge yet, forty five minutes. Okay, so uh, minge minge. But Keith, where can they find you, man? Where and by the way, if you are watching this as it comes out, our lovely Secret Invasion artwork right now is drawn by this wonderful artist, Keith. Keith wonderful stuff and uh he'll also be creating the artwork when we review x-men 97 so keep an eye out for that you will see that drop as well he's making us look 10 times cooler than we really are keith where where can we find you man you can find me at film critter with a k on twitter and on youtube and uh at keith zonders with a z on instagram or a z or a z if you're from if you're from around them parts. Yeah. Yep, I'm London. <laughs> Good deal. I think my accent went southern. I meant to go England, but you know. You went straight southern. If you meant to go England. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> it is what it is, bro. It gets worse. All right. So, <laughs> guys, thank you for watching. If you want to support the show, you like the show, uh, you can find us on Patreon. Uh, patreon.com forward slash Avengers podcast. We have uh, weekly extended episodes of the show, and we also have monthly exclusive episodes for our $5 tiers. Hey, $1 gets you a shout out, $3 gets you access to our Discord, and $5 gets you all that and those bonus episodes and extended episodes. So uh, check it out, patreon.com forward slash Avengers podcast. Uh, another quick way, free way to support the show is a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. If you like the show, you learned something. I know I did. Uh, consider giving a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. Spotify, Apple Podcasts really goes a long way with us. Getting eyes and ears on this podcast of ours, and we greatly appreciate it. Avengerspodcast.com. You can find some merch. You can find our entire library. You can find out a little bit more about us. Uh, you can also find our artwork by Keith on there. You can find everything. Adventurespodcast.com. You want a shirt with our logo on it, head on over there. Support the show. It's a really, really cool little website. And we have a P.O. Box. Emmy, what's our P.O. Box? P.O. Box 5661, Knoxville, Tennessee, 
3-7928. And she dusty. Ah, we're making the same joke as we made two days ago, but we're gonna continue. Oh. <laughs> uh she is not dusty anymore. I dusted her. And so You wanna ensure now- that she gets dusted? Send us something in the mail. We'll read exactly. it. Exactly. We'll, there we go. We'll, there we go. Thank we'll, you. Yeah. There we go. We'll read it. We'll check it out. We'll we'll love you forever. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find all of our good stuff at. We're heading on out of here after this I quick binge. But send send me a love note. Oh, I've been asking for a love note forever. since we've got oh the, the 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 capacity box. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and that. Yeah. He. Yeah. If you send Emmy a love note. It will piss Clinton off to no end. So hard. I'm not kidding. I, if I know oh, this, yeah. if I know this man, like I'm 99% sure I know this man. Emmy gets a love note. He is going to rage before him. Yeah. 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 Emmy, please just send a secret admirer to Emmy and Emmy reads it on the air and just watch his brain explode. Uh, but yeah, we're heading on out of here. Thank you so much. <laughs> For joining us. Emmy, uh, did you get any credits? Grenade. You, did you get any credits names for this or? No. 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 Did you know it was directed by Wes Anderson? His brother is Blake Anderson. <laughs> I don't. It's not. I they're not related. I tried to make them related. I don't think Real hard. Well, you, so you did have a credits name. Um, but yeah, you, you still had to say a fun joke. So um, that's <laughs> that's great, too. In quotations, a fun joke. <laughs> Very hard quotations. Keith, Emmy, any final words before we call it an evening? I'll just say a quote from the movie that I loved so much where Scarlett Johansson asks, I do a nude scene. Do you want to see it? Schwartzman says, huh? Did I say yes? You didn't say anything. <laughs> I meant yes. My mouth didn't speak. <laughs> you can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. Oh, sleep. you can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. Oh no, you can't wake up. You can't if you wake don't up fall if you don't fall asleep. You can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. You can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. You can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. You can't wake up if you don't fall asleep.